It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hey, Darren Garman here. Have you gotten your hands on my multifamily app? If you are a serious apartment owner, investor, and it doesn't matter if you're active or passive, you should get your hands on my app. My app is really designed, uh, after being in this business for over 33 years, it's really designed to do one thing, and that is compound time. All right, so it's really designed to help you as a multifamily owner and investor make as much progress in three to six months as it would take the average person two to four years to make. And this app will help you do it. Now, is the app a magic pill? No, of course not. But it takes the daily tools and habits that I've used over the last 30 years to really get me to where uh, I'm at in the world of multifamily. You can go ahead and use those same tools and it's in the palm of your hand, on your phone, ready to use every day. And the best part of it, it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost anything to start dialing in as a top high performance multifamily investor, either again, active or passive. So go to either the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and download the app. It is the Heartland Multifamily app the Heartland multifamily app. You do a search, you'll see it there. And if for some reason you still don't find it, text me, email me, I'll send the QR codes to you and you can go ahead and get that downloaded and get that app working for you right away. All right, get that app and get it right now. You'll be glad you did. Well, hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this week's podcast. Coming to you today from the heartland of America, as usual. Uh, the only uh, little difference today, as I'm recording it, is we're at a negative 22 degrees today here, and it is cold. You know, the funny thing is about living in a cold climate which, I, I mean, Iowa really isn't a cold climate. It's just in the wintertime, it can, have its, it can have its moments. And so I've lived here, you know, all my life. I'm in my mid-50s. And I don't think I've ever gotten used to the cold. Probably, well, I take that back. So when I was a kid, outside, messing around, sledding, bumper skiing, um, ice skating, uh, ice hockey, throwing snowballs at cars, throwing snowballs at people. But, uh, by the way, I saw other people doing that. I, of course, would never do that. Uh, so, you know, when you're a kid, you, you could, you know, my fingers would probably freeze off. I got frostbite. You don't care. You're just out there being a kid. And, you know, when you're an adult, and uh, it's it's just different. I mean, you don't even want to go from house to vehicle, and that's how much of a little baby, uh, at least I can be. So, uh, so good talking to you today, and uh, coming to you from uh, from the cold. And really, 
what you're going to find in this episode is I'm probably going to come off a little cold in terms of my attitude, in terms of what I'm going to be talking with you about today. And by the way, my intention is not to do that. I'm not intending to do that, but I got a feeling it will come off that way to some of you, and that's not my intent. Um, but it is meant for more of message and to get you thinking about uh, a few things, especially as we d dive into. Already, we're getting close. I mean, we're not that far away from the end of the first quarter of 2022, guys. I mean, I I'm, I'm recording this with you late January, so it's not that far off. And the thing I want to talk to you about has to do with the majority, following majority, thinking with the majority, and wanting to conform with the majority, and why it's a really, really bad idea. Uh, a really bad idea. So it's kind of my way of saying, make sure you just don't do what everybody else is doing. Just because everybody else is doing it, you're being told by friends, relatives, media that this is what you should be doing. This is how you should be feeling. This is how things should be going for you. Now, let me tell you where I'm coming from with this. So uh, I really want to focus right now your financial picture. Financially. Okay, financially. So before I tell you what I'm going to talk to you about, I want to set the foundation and set the frame with you that I am an optimistic, positive guy. Anybody knows me, anybody that's been around me, if you've been listening to me at least a few times, you know I'm pretty optimistic about lots of things uh, that are going on with me, with my life, with what's going on out there. I'm optimistic. Okay, so why do I start by telling you that? Because what I'm going to talk about is going to sound like I'm not an optimistic guy. Um, but I am. And if you want to, you know, kind of do some fact checking on my track record and just scour some of my videos, some of my emails, some of the information that I've been sending out now, especially if you go back, say, two, three, four years, I pretty much... Um, predicted that we would be where we're at today with the way the market is. Now, hold on just a second. Don't think for a second that I think I'm such a genius that I've figured it out and I knew this was going to happen. And what I'm talking about, of course, is in terms of how hot the real estate market is, especially multifamily. So look, my predictions have been helped a lot by a great market. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that I you know, had some strange crystal ball power three or four years ago. But I really pretty much saw this coming and where the trend was going only because, I mean, I'm in it and I'm doing this every day. So the hot real estate market does not really surprise me and where it's at. Again, I'm recording this end of January 2022. Whenever you listen to this, it may not be the case, but that's the case now. And so uh, now we're at a point where I really want to make sure that we're having the conversation, you and I, about not doing what everybody else is doing. Okay, so here, here's what I mean. 
Um, so about, oh, quite about two weeks ago, I attended a multifamily mastermind meeting in Las Vegas. Okay. So I attended a multifamily mastermind meeting in Las Vegas for two days. So there were about 30 of us, 30 or so people. And, you know, with COVID and everything, I think there was supposed to be maybe 50 or so there, but COVID and travel and all that stuff, it really limited the group to 30. And the 30 people are pretty much people like me doing what I do in multifamily, but in other parts of the country, in other markets, doing things, every, everything from, you know, large operators of tens of thousands of units are there, you know, all the way to someone that's got, you know, 200 units, and that's what they've got now, and they're working on building and expanding their portfolio, okay? And really everything in between there in terms of experience, knowledge, um, track record, et cetera, of, of people that are there like me. Okay, so there's 30 of us there. And um, the format of the mastermind meetings of, of us 30 is everybody pretty much gets an opportunity to stand up, address the group, and talk about here's what's working, here's what we're doing, Here's what we're seeing in terms of what's going on in our market. Here's some information that could be helpful to you. Um, here's where I might need some help or why I need some information and I need, I, I need some assistance or maybe an area that I'm struggling with. So everybody got about 15 to 25 minutes or so of time to basically present what's going on, what's happening, how you doing, um, what great things are going on and where do you need help? Okay, so that's pretty much it. And so the first day of this, there were some really good presentations. Really good, very informative. Matter of fact, I've got some good take home information um, that I'm either using or I'm going to use, so it's good. However, there was one really strong theme that I was hearing from all, well, pretty much every single person that presented during the first day. And it was how much they're really kicking ass, how much money they're making, how great things are, and how great things are going, and, and how they're expecting it to continue to be the case, okay? which by the way, I have no problem with at all. So um, again, I'm an optimistic guy. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the first people clapping, you know, cheering, good job, way to go. That, that's all good. Um, it's great. However, however, there was a lot of uh, we're kicking ass, we're doing just unbelievably well, and we're going to continue to do unbelievably well. I never once heard anybody talk about any real issues or problems they're having. Not one. Not any real concerns that they're having. Not at all. 
So it was mainly, you know, how can we buy more apartments? Um, how can we buy more? How can we raise more money? I mean, that's like the, the main area most people were kind of whining about that was bothering them. But for the most part, uh, there was a fair amount of bragging going on that people were doing. And by the way, this is the environment to do it. Again, we're clapping, cheering, nice job, but a lot of bragging. Okay, perfect. It's, it's fine with me, but that's all I heard out of every single person was, here's what we're doing, here's how we're doing it, and we're killing it. We're killing it. Again, great, great. So the next day it's Darren's turn to present. And I thought a really good idea would be to give everybody some perspective as to what's really going on out there. And what I mean by what's really going on out there is we've got an overheated market that will not be able to sustain itself. There's a correction coming. Um, there's a correction coming. Especially in multifamily, there's a correction coming. Uh, what's going on out there in terms of sale prices what properties are selling for, how they're selling. Um, there's going to be a correction coming, whether it's a correction, you know, in terms of something abrupt in the market or whether it's a slow process of uh, owners and operators that paid such high prices for their properties, leveraged their properties so much that now they're looking at default, forbearance, and they're looking at problems and issues and probably handing the keys over to the property at the end of the day. Okay. And so I, I get up and I basically say, hey guys, let me give you some perspective. Everything, I've got a lot out of this. Everybody's been great. But I want to give you some perspective. And so I said, the first thing is that if you are going out into the market leveraging 85% of your purchase, you're going in highly leveraged, you're buying based on pro forma or how good you think you're going to operate a property, not on how it's working now, not on actual numbers, but on pro forma, and you're doing it just to win the deal, just to be number one to come out the high bidder, I said, you're pretty much fucked. You're pretty much fucked because the market will not sustain you. Um, so that was the first thing I told him. Uh, the second thing I said was that uh, many of the people that were presenting, not all, but many were talking about how much they're raising their rents, um, how much they're raising rents either in existing projects they've got or properties they just took over. And it wasn't uncommon to hear 10%, 15% or more they're raising their rents. Fine, again, fine. I just reminded them though, I said, you know, the media doesn't like you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, apartment owner person. The media really doesn't like you much. So I told them, if you think that you're going to continue your pace of 10 to 15% rental increases year after year, or even every six months, 
and you're not going to get any blowback from this by your residents, um, uh, social media, by the media, and even in some cases, you're going, you could get some political blowback depending on where you're located. I said, you're naive. If you don't have any kind of plan or at least the framework of a plan in place, if your goal is to continue to raise your rents consistently that much and not expect to get some blowback from it, you're being naive. May I make a suggestion? Okay. Get a plan in place. So um, you can imagine how well this is going over, by the way, by, by now. Um, so the third thing I said to him was that uh, I asked a question. And I said, how many of you, like I said, there's a little bit over 30 people in the room. I said, how many of you own any multifamily prior to 2008, 2008 or earlier? How many of you own multifamily in 2008 or earlier? Out of 30 plus people, four people raised their hand, including me. So really three. Three. So I said, so look around. What that tells you is none of you have ever gone through a serious downturn or correction. And as a matter of fact, you can make the argument that the success that all of you are talking about, that, by the way, it's been great, has really been helped by a really good market. And you've never seen the shit hit the fan. Because when it does... It now creates all sorts of obvious, obviously it creates issues and problems that you now have to work through. And I told them, if you're not, if you're not working on some kind of a plan or a framework of a, if the, when the, because it's not if, I said, when it happens, you're going to wish you did because hardly any of you have seen a downturn, so you don't know what you don't know. So make sure you are working on that. So after I got done basically saying that, uh, it's I'm using the, the, the moderator of the, um, of the mastermind group. He basically said, well, it's just like crickets in here. It's real quiet. And it was real quiet. So it was crickets, silence, and eyes wide open. And eyes wide open. So I started to get feedback from what I was saying. And the feedback basically was nobody really wanted to listen to or want to address any of the things that I had to say. Um, the guy that was uh, kind of running it or moderating this, he did agree with me in terms of saying to everybody, well, yeah, there is a correction coming. I mean, there is a correction coming. But in terms of how serious they really needed to take what I had to say, and even if they don't take it that seriously, but at least kind of make a mental note, nobody wanted to talk about it. They wanted to go on to the next person 
and either that or politely basically tell me to sit my ass down and be quiet uh, because I'm really bringing everybody down. And I told him, look, my point is not to bring you guys down. I want to continue to buy apartment communities. I want to continue to invest. I want to continue to expand. We're working on some things right now, but you've got to be thinking of these things as you move forward. Because if you don't, <laughs> I said, you're screwed if you don't. Well, nobody wants to hear that. Why do they not want to hear that? Um, well, as a matter of fact, uh, so for the rest of that day, which was the last day, I was pretty much labeled the doom and gloom guy. That was me. So anytime any bad doom and gloom info were to come up or information discussed, of course, you know, now they're pointing at me, talk to the doom and gloom guy. So all of a sudden I got that label. So I basically got the crazy man from Iowa label that believes that the, the world is ending tomorrow, pretty much, was pretty much my label, which of course was far from it. Right. So what did I take out of that? What did I take out of that? What was my takeaway? So my takeaway is really, really important for you to know. Um, because it has a lot to do with your financial well-being. And it's, it's simply this. Uh, the majority uh, want to continue to do, act, and... Um, Go and move in the direction of the majority. And you never want to be in that position. In almost every situation you encounter, especially financially, you want to be doing what the op, you want to be going in the opposite direction of what most people are doing. Why? Because most people are wrong, even, even the supposed experts. So I'm in a room with arguably some of the smartest multifamily minds around, okay? And, and please don't take what I'm saying as me thinking I'm smarter and over and above all of that. I'm not. I promise that's not where I'm coming from here. But I'm with these people. And you mean to tell me not one other person in a group of pretty smart people have any agreement or any um, additional information to have a discussion about this. Not one. Well, one guy sitting next to me did. Um, him and I had some conversations about it. So there was one guy, but that's it, one. Everybody else, oh no, let's move on. We don't want to talk about that stuff. We want to talk about how great everything is and how much we're kicking ass and how we are making all this money and etc. great rates of return and on and on and on. which again it's great i don't have any kind of problem with it i love it i love talking about big wins i love i love it when people win it's awesome but again it gets back to continuing to want to move in the same direction as everybody else so everybody in that room with the exception of one other guy want to continue to move in the same direction. And if history has taught us anything, if experience has taught me anything, it's if everybody moves in that same direction, that's a problem. That's a problem. I mean, think back to 
2008, 2009, 2007 through 2009, what was everybody doing? They were all buying houses, uh, all highly leveraged. Uh, you know, uh, pr pretty soon, you know, it, you know, somebody would put an offer on a condo. It wouldn't even be built yet. They uh, pre-construction. It's uh, they're they're going to buy it for two hundred thousand dollars. They turn around, and they sell the contract for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's not even built. So this kind of crap's going on. Well, you can argue we're we're kind of in the same we're kind of in the same boat. Um, I even had at this conference a developer guy, a guy that's doing development, tell me that he's trying to build a $90 million development in Denver. Apartments uh, he wants to build and, uh, and rent them out. So I say to him, because he's complaining about uh, the cost of construction materials, they go up and down a lot, so trying to pin down a cost and all that. So I'm trying to learn from this. And so my question to him was, so what metric are you using? What rental number are you using for these for these units that you're going to be able to, you think, achieve in order for this to make financial sense? All right. So it's really going to cost you $90 million to build and you have to finance it. And at the end of the day, how much rent do you need right, from these units in order to make it make financial sense? Pretty basic question. Here's his response to me. Well, we'll just be able to rent it for whatever we can rent it for. We'll be able to rent this for whatever we need to rent it for. So I said, you mean you don't have a number in mind in terms of what these size of units will rent for, what kind of rent you can achieve, or how much you, you rent you're going to need, at least as a minimum, in order to make this work? No. We'll just be able to build it, whatever it costs, it costs. Then we'll be able to rent it for whatever we need to rent it for in order to justify our costs. You see, it's that kind of, it's that kind of stone-faced explanation that I hear and see that makes me have the message that I had to these people. Imagine you have somebody approach you. Hey, you want to invest in my project? I'm going to build some apartments. Sure. Um, what do you think you're going to have to rent these apartments for at the end of the day in order for this to work out great for us financially? Well, um, I don't really know, but we'll be able to get whatever we're going to be able to, whatever we're going to need, because people will pay whatever they need to pay. Are you really going to be happy with that answer? But this is what is going on. So a couple things here. Number one, do I hope that the, the coming, what I think, correction, and I think we'll see it sometime, if not in 2022, probably in 2023-ish. Do I, do I even want this to happen? Of course I don't. I don't want a correction to happen. It would screw a lot of things up I'm involved in. I mean, I want to continue to grow and expand our portfolio, keep our partners as happy as possible, grow their wealth as much as I possibly can, mine, etc. Okay, so I don't want any of this to happen. But folks, I've been down this road before, and I've had the shit hit the fan before. All of the flag posts, the flags are up, okay? The markers are marked. The things that would alert have the, I'm alerted multiple times. 
Okay. So my lesson to you is this. Even when you're sitting among those people that you have um, higher esteem for, higher respect of, you consider maybe an expert or maybe smarter than you. If you see the majority of these people saying, doing, moving all in the same direction, that is also a marker, red flag, alert, whatever it needs to be telling you, you should be moving in the opposite direction. Okay, in the opposite direction. And by the way, I think there will probably be at least a handful of people at this um, multifamily mastermind conference that probably really did hear me and they're changing or thinking about how they're dealing with things now. As a result of it, I probably woke a few people up, even though they won't admit it. Um, and, and if I did that, I'm, I'm happy I did that. But uh, again, the majority aren't going to pay any attention. They've already forgotten about me and, and this crazy Iowa guy, and they moved on, which is fine by me, but don't let it be fine by you. Move in the opposite direction everybody else is in terms of how they're doing, what they're doing, and what they're involved in. And you'll find even though it doesn't maybe feel right, it is right. And you'll come out much better financially at the end of the day. So uh, I wanted to share that with you for, during this week's podcast. Hopefully that information has been helpful to you. And then one last thing I'll mention to you too that I'm really actually pretty excited about is my multifamily app. Yep, that's right, multifamily app. Um, I mentioned it in the beginning, but um, uh, you'll want to check it out. It's my multifamily app in the Google Play Store and in the App Store, Apple App Store. It's the Heartland multifamily app. It's my own app for apartment owners and investors, either um, active or passive. It's very unique. That is um, that is designed for integration and really helping uh, multifamily owners and investors make faster progress in reaching their goals financially and physically, mentally and spiritually, by the way. So it is a, I consider it a must-have app. It is not uh, the world's most advanced app, but it is an app that is specifically for multifamily owners based on my experience uh, and using the tools that I've used uh, to really help me get to where I'm at now and sharing those tools with you. And it's at absolutely no cost. In the Google Play Store, and in the Apple App Store, it is the Heartland Multifamily app. Go there, download it, get it on your phone, use it every day. You'll be glad you did. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week or weekend. Whenever you're listening to me, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.
Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.